0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McEwen, Realtor, right here in the Greenville area. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And please, just a reminder as always if you like this show, if you love this show, if you want to support the show in any way that you possibly can, Really, the best way to do that is to, first off, like, review, rate, subscribe, do all of those things for the show in whatever uh, podcast app you're using, or on YouTube, if you're watching it on there, do all of those things, I'd appreciate it. And if you need a realtor, or if you know someone that needs a realtor in the Greenville area, give them my information, my contact information is in the show notes, please text, call, email, do all of those things. You guys are welcome to hit me up. Even if you just want to talk about the show, that's totally fine as well. Those are all things that I enjoy doing uh, with all of my listeners, with all of my clients, former clients, current clients, past clients, all the clients. Um, I appreciate that, and I appreciate all of you guys, my listeners. Um, Today, I want to talk about seasonality in real estate because we have been through a very, very weird last three years. I mean, it's like obviously an unprecedented amount of time where mortgage rates went down to their their lowest number uh, that they have really ever been and, and now are up to uh, now a 20 plus year high in the mid sevens as I'm recording this on August 28th. 2023. And so uh, the market has just been in a state of chaos and a state of just constant change now for three straight years. And the standard seasonality that we have in the Greenville market, right? Real estate is seasonal. There is a busy season. There is a slow season. And Um, And and there are a lot of uh, micro-seasons, if you want to say, within there, which I'll discuss here in a second. But real estate is seasonal, and I keep getting the question. And what I've learned uh, from doing this podcast is that a lot of episodes – really just flow out of questions I'm getting, if I start to hear the same question from multiple people over and over again, that's a good sign that this is something that people are just interested in, and this is something that I probably need to discuss in the show. So one question I'm getting from people is the question about seasonality, and uh, I just realized that I need to put my computer on silent to make sure that I don't get any distractions. All right, there we go. My phone is also on silent. All right, we are good to go. Um so we've had three straight years of seasonality being completely shipwrecked from what the norm is. And so, what can we expect this year? What is kind of the 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 general expectation that I have for the the market Is it going to return back to a normal seasonality? Is it going to be something else? Is it going to resemble last year or the year before or pre-pandemic or what have you? And I want to start by just saying that when I think about seasonality in real estate, I really think about two seasons. I've kind of already alluded to this. Um, And as as I've also already alluded to, you can really break real estate down into a lot of different seasons. Um, There is for sure more than two seasons of real estate, but it's really, really simple just to think about it in terms of two seasons. Um, And for me as a realtor, it's really, excuse me, it's really the simplest way for me to think about it. And so, um, really, the first half of the year, generally speaking, starts slow and then ramps up into the busy season of the spring and summer. Um, And then, On the flip side, the second half of the year starts busy um, and then gears down into the slow holiday season. And and this slowdown is particularly noticeable after Labor Day. That's really when, to me, the second half of the year really starts is after Labor Day. So here we are. We're really, really close. We're right on the cusp of what, for me, is kind of the second half of the the real estate year. As I've already mentioned, um, we've had three straight years of really that seasonality not really uh acting in normal ways right so we had two straight years where the fall and winter were basically and from by a lot of metrics just as busy as the spring and summer and that was crazy 2020, 2021, that was crazy. And then 2022, we had mortgage rates skyrocket the second half of the year. And so we saw an absolute plummet of business in the fourth quarter of last year. Um, And so that, again, was not comparable to any previous years. Um, So what is going to happen this year? What are we going to see in the second half of this year? Well, Everything goes through mortgage rates, right? This is what we're talking about. Everything that's happened the past three years, what's been so crazy is the fact that we have had so many extremes, so many fluctuations with mortgage rates. And so is that going to continue this year? Well, this timing is good because the Federal Reserve has had their annual symposium that they do um, every year, that's why it's annual, um, in Jackson Hole, and we've gotten to hear from Federal Reserve Chair uh, Jay Powell, or Jerome Powell, same person. Um, we've gotten to hear from a lot of other Federal Reserve people, um, other people just in economics in general, and the chatter right now from everyone that I've heard, from everyone that I've heard from, that's there, um, parsing through what the different uh, people from the Fed have have said, is that mortgage rates where they are right now they're pretty much going to be here for the for the rest of the year. I mean, there's still some uh, banks out there that are projecting rates will go down at the end of the year. You would not get that impression talking or or hearing from any of the Federal Reserve people. I don't get any impressions talking to... Uh, I'm not talking to them, but from the people talking to them and from hearing them talking that we're going to see rates go down in any meaningful way uh, during the year 2023. And so... Uh, What I think, what it seems like is the most likely scenario that we're going to see is the Federal Reserve is going to take a step back and say, let's see what we have done here. Let's let this run its course for a bit. Let's give it a few months and see what happens with inflation. And if inflation seems like it's kind of under control, because here's the reality of the situation. I'm no economics expert. But here's what I understand: uh, the impact of raising more of, of raising the federal funds rate, which is what the Federal Reserve has done, which is having all of these ripple effects impacting different things like the ten-year Treasury yield, uh, and and uh, by implication the the thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage. Um, what the Federal Reserve has done has a lagging impact. So when they raise rates one month, it doesn't immediately impact the economy, in some cases for maybe half a year or longer. And so the Federal Reserve is seeing inflation come down. It's come down from like 9% to 3%, depending on how you look at it. But they still want it to come down to 2% is the magic number that they keep on saying. And here's the, here's the strange thing. A lot of people thought, oh, with rates going way up, uh, the labor market is going to break. Wage growth is going to go down all these different things. Well, we haven't really seen that happen. And so um the the Fed is really playing this cautiously. And they are not giving any indicators right now that rates are going to go down. Uh, but they're also not saying that they're going to go up. Like I said, right now, the consensus seems to be and from Fed members that they want to uh, just stand down and let's just see what the impact is over the next several months from the rate increases. Could we see a fourth quarter one more rate increase? I, I think it's very... Po- I mean, we could see more than just one. I think it's it's very possible that we could see um, additional rate increases, but um, probably not for several months. So I think... And, and my suspicion is that if I had to guess, I would guess we're not going to see any more rate increases this year. We'll see, though, because uh, J-Powell did sound very hawkish um, in some of his comments in Jackson Hole, um, so again, a lot will come down to what some of these numbers look like as they come in. Some of the numbers that come in for the economy. So, um, so here's what we have, right? We are entering the slowdown of the the standard seasonal slowdown, the post Labor Day slowdown, with rates, mortgage rates, at a basically a twenty plus twenty something year high. Um, The that would lead some to believe that we're going to see a second half similar to last year when business just completely went off the cliff in, like I said, the fourth really the fourth quarter of last year. Um, but here's why I'm not so convinced. I think actually what we're going to see is a market that resembles probably something more like. pre-pandemic market because we are finally in a stable environment. Demand has stabilized. We're not seeing demand going crazy. We're also not seeing what we saw last year uh, where demand just was completely stunted by the aftershocks of rates going up so quickly. Now people have settled into this high rate environment. They've come to grips with it. This is just the way it is right now we're just going to have to bite the bullet because there's no indicators that rates are going down anytime soon and so here we go we we've we've reached the floor basically of demand that that is what it appears to me by all indications from what i can see in the data so then what does that mean if we're going to see something that resembles previous year what does that mean well we're going to return back to the uh, Greater Greenville Association of Realtors' market stats. However, um, I want to be clear on something, and that is that, as I pull this up here, for those looking on YouTube, you'll be able to to actually view the market stats. Um, We're not going to go through these like we do every month. I'm going to, rather than looking at the prior month, I'm going to be looking at historical previous years and see what has happened in previous years in the month of September and in the seasonal slowdown of the year. And we're we going to look at five slides, starting with new listings, okay? So if, if you look at the data, you can see that new listings essentially peak every year during the spring and summer months. And then really, they they people don't realize this, but new listings are typically start to come back down after Memorial Day. And so, and this is what I alluded to before where there are there is more seasonality than just the the standard two seasons that I like to think about it. It's a lot more complex. If you really want to break it down, there are a bunch of seasons in, in real estate. Um but that being said, the the busy season remains basically during the summer months. And so, here's what we typically see we typically see September and if you're if again if you're looking on YouTube you can see I've circled September of each year going back to 2017 by the way if you want to look at this on on YouTube search for my name Stan McCune on YouTube Um, I have a selling Greenville playlist on my personal uh, YouTube page that you guys can can go on and watch this video Um, someone else has a selling Greenville channel unfortunately I don't have that um, but you can find me by by just searching my name on there. Okay, so new listings data, definitely a big drop-off from the peak of the year until September, and that happens every single year that, that we look at this. But how does it compare to the rest of the year? Well, first off, I just wanna say that frequently you will see new listings bump up in October, and I've spoken about this before, that October is one of the best months to buy in real estate because sometimes the a number of new listings and the inventory levels can uh be similar to summer months but the demand is much less so October listen if you're a buyer right now and you're just struggling you're not seeing anything you're not finding anything um, don't be discouraged the the september October season is not as bad as you might think it would be for I'll, I've sold a lot of homes over the year. Over the years in September October and November not as many in December um, or January but I've sold a good number uh, in September through November all the people going under contract August through October that then close uh, the month later uh, but yeah you can you can see that oftentimes there is a little new listings bump in October that's happened frequently in in several uh, several years that you see this you see, uh, you see a little bump. <clears throat> that, I don't know if that's going to happen this year or not, but it's something to keep track of. But more to the point, here's what I want to look at. Here's what I want to compare September to is, what does it feel like, or, or what are what's the new listings data in comparison to like other times of year? So I've already said it's slower than the peak time of the year. There's fewer new listings. But what, is there another month that we can compare it to? And the answer is yes, we can compare it to kind of February or March, okay? So if you look at 2017, um, this is, uh, I'm, I'm showing on, on the video the month of February. Uh, September's new listings was very similar to February of that year. Um, in 2018, September was more than February, but not quite as high as March. Uh, 2019, it was very comparable to March of that year. Um, and March was, you know, one of the, one of the higher months of the year, 2019, um, 2020, it was kind of right in between February, March, 2021. It was, uh, very comparable to March, uh, April and May of that year was the month of September. And then last September was, uh, well, we had way more new listings than uh, than these months that I've been talking about. We're talking about, let's see here, January, February, March, April. Basically, it was comparable to April, May of uh, of that year. So if you want to get a sense of, okay, what how many new listings are, are coming out in September of this year, it's typically comparable to February slash March of that year, okay? So... If you hopefully you've not been looking for a home since February or March of this year, but that's a good metric to compare it to. That's when the market is really starting to take off every year. So even though it's slowing down this time of year, it's at a comparable level to when the market is taking off in the first quarter of the year, first or second quarter, again, depending on on what year you're comparing it to. Um, And then, like I already said, in some years, we see an October bump where it goes where we see even more new listings for the month of October will be really interesting to track that. So how does this impact inventory? Let's look at inventory of homes for sale. And here's where things get interesting, even though we are seeing we're well off. Once we get to September, we're usually well off the peak uh, of uh, of new listings for the year. And, And that's likely what we're going to experience this year as well. We saw a big drop-off uh, from uh, June to July in terms of new listings data, and I suspect that that will continue on into September, particularly with, uh, with mortgage rates being higher. Mortgage rates being higher uh, does not help uh, new listings in any way, but here's the interesting thing. Even though new listings come down September, October, inventory is not impacted in the same way inventory in September and October remains near their summer highs. And, and you can look at this historically. In 2017, it was a little bit off the summer high, uh, but it was very, very comparable, hovering right around 4,000 homes for sale basically the entire summer into, uh, into the September, October season until it dipped down. So inventory actually gets lower during the uh, the main dog days of w- of winter months, um, that's when it's at its lowest. A lot of people don't realize that too. A lot of people are thinking, okay, inventory is at its lowest during the summer months, right? Because demand is so high. And and that's what, ultimately, that's a major part of what imp- impacts inventory because inventory is the number of homes in active status. These are homes that aren't under contract. So this is directly impacted by demand. But in spite of that, actually the supply side comes more into uh, into consideration in the second half of the year. And so actually supply decreases faster than demand does in the fourth quarter. So that's just a little tidbit, something to keep in mind. But what we see during the third quarter of the year, even the new listings are are really going down quite a bit off of their peak during the summer months, active inventory, because again, of, of how demand side... Uh, Economics is is impacting things here. Inventory remains historically very close to, if not even above, the summer levels. In fact, in 2018, if you're looking on YouTube, and 2019, the uh, number of homes for sale was pretty much at its peak in September, which is a very interesting thing to see. Now, um, 2020, 2021, 2022, again, those three years were really really weird i don't really want to draw any big conclusions from inventory levels in those years Um, so i'm not going to but you can see one thing that did remain consistent in each of those years is that we did see the standard inventory drop off that happens in the fourth quarter Um, really the toughest months to buy traditionally are november through january that's the reality of the situation uh, very few homes for sale. And then once February comes, usually we start to oftentimes see things start to turn the corner. Maybe maybe more like March. It depends on the year. But then inventory starts to increase again. New listings really uh, start to skyrocket around that time of year. And then that's when we start to, to see things kind of kind of turn the corner. So if you're looking to buy... In the second half of this year, just know that you've you're you've not missed the window. You have not missed the window. September, October, um, and parts of November prior to Thanksgiving can be a very good time to buy because even though new listings are going down, inventory is still pretty high. It's it, you know if you're in November, it's not necessarily at its peak of the year. Um, but if you're in September, October, it's going to be pretty close, typically, to its normal seasonal peak. And that's what I think we're going to see this year for September. I think we're going to see it. Um, in fact, it, if the the current trend remains, September, October should have higher inventory than what we've had all year. So that will be something interesting to track. What about pending sales? Um, pending sales tends to be kind of similar to the new listings data, where the number of homes going under contract in a month loosely Compares to the February-ish um, time of year. So if you look at this historically, 2017 uh, pending sales were comparable to February uh, 2018 pending sales was really basically was even less than January um, 2019. It was co- it was a little bit above February, um, and then you know we've got the three years where. I don't really think it's fair to compare anything to 2020, 21, or 22 when it comes to this pending sales data. So what does that mean? Not a great time to sell. <laughs> okay, um, just the reality of the situation. Once we get into the second half of this year, it is harder to sell a home. That is just the way it just the way it works, uh, unfortunately. And so um, we we have this dynamic again. It, it's not. It's not really shifting to a buyer's market, but it's just if you're selling, you don't have the benefit from all of the demand that you have during the summer months, and and it's just a little bit more challenging to sell during the fall months, and it's it's a lot more challenging to sell during uh, the winter months. You can really see how things really bottom out in December of every single year. Every single year, things bottom out in December in terms of pending sales. Now, why is this the case? Why are sellers so impacted? Um, a lot of this has to do with uh, buyers take longer during the second half of the year. They've got kids in school. They can't necessarily just run out and you know go see a home. Daylight is less during the summer months, so people aren't doing showing. Uh, sorry, it, daylight is less during the winter months, so people aren't doing showings at 7 p.m. I, you know, I have... Uh, Right now, it's not uncommon for me to have showings at 6, 6.30, 7, 7.30 p.m. We have plenty of daylight that time of year. Um, but you get into the winter months, you can't show a house meaningfully uh, after 5.30 p.m. for a good chunk of the year. And so people have fewer fewer hours that they can see a home um, and then fewer days where they can see it. And, and people are just busy, busy during uh, during those school year months, school months, I guess. Um, and so that impacts things, that causes buyers to take more time. And so what we see almost every year, and this is the fourth slide on here is days on market until sale really go up quite a bit after the month of September. So the average number of days when a property is between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted uh, tends to, Really reach honestly its bottom right around the September months. At the very least, it's comparable to the, you know, if it reached its bottom during the summer months, September is really comparable. After September, you typically start to see the days on market go up. And so, again, that's because buyers are taking longer, homes are taking longer to sell. So, what happens then is that sellers become a little bit more desperate. They want to sell. Uh, they want to get under contract. They want to see their home as a pending sale, not necessarily as an active inactive status home. Um, and so they they get uh, more desperate, and then that impacts the the median sales price, which I'm going to get to in just a second. I do, before I get to that, I want to discuss one thing. One thing is kind of interesting is that even with the the chaos of the past three years there was really only one year that bucked the trend of days on market until sale going down after september and that was the end of 2020 into 2021 that's simply because that's when rates went way 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 down right and that's when the market really took off we thought in the summer of 2020 that the market was the craziest it would ever get and little did we know it went bonkers in early 2021 and really throughout the entire year and that's reflected in this data where September of uh of twenty twenty was uh was one of the higher days on market until sale uh months, and then days on market just started going down and kept going down for quite some time. Um and then finally we get to September of twenty twenty-one and it's it's kind of near its bottom at that point. It went up. By the end of the year in September in, in 2021, and then in 2022, we saw the days on market go way, way up because remember the second half of last year is uh, is when mortgage rates started going up and that directly impacted uh, our market in, in the real estate world. And so uh, every year we see this where days on market go up in the third and fourth quarter of the year. The only year we didn't see that was the weirdest year that we've ever had, the COVID year. And uh, and so this will for sure happen again. You can expect uh, July, our days on market until sale was 38. Um, I don't know what the numbers are gonna be for August, but one thing is for sure, you can expect the number is going to be going up from August throughout the rest of the year. And this is what then impacts the median sales price. This is what impacts. This is why there is a season. A big reason, at least, why there is a seasonality to prices in real estate is because sellers get anxious. Sellers want to sell. They don't want to have to wait. Uh, they, you know, if their neighbor sold in June, their house in two weeks, and then uh, they realize that selling in October is taking a lot longer than that, they're going to be more likely to accept a lower offer. And so I've got here the median sales price with September circled. it a lot of years ends up going down as you get towards the end of the year or into uh, January of the next year. Now again, we had a couple of years where that wasn't the case. We had 2020 at uh, the end of 2020 where it went up ever so slightly. Between September and December, January. Um, And then the end of 2021, it went way up from September until uh, uh, through December, January of 2022. Um, But then last year, it went back to the norm. Again, last year wasn't really a normal year. We saw a big decrease from September into January. This year, I think we'll see something more like the norm, which would be a slight decrease from whatever the September median is to the median of December or January of 2024. And so again, this is, if you're looking to buy, this is something in the second half of this year, this is something to keep in mind. You might have some opportunities. Obviously sellers are still uh, having a hard time reckoning with the fact that the market has changed. Um, but if you're a seller second half of this year, you need to be aware of this. It's just going to take longer. Maybe you stick to your guns um, and try to hold out for a price that that you think your home is worth, but at the end of the day, you have to realize that there is seasonality in this market, and these are some things that we can expect. So what what can you expect? You can expect new listings to really slow down. There's going to be a lot fewer homes, new homes for uh, I, don't want, I shouldn't say new homes because that can mean literally new construction. But a, a lot fewer new listings coming on the market. Inventory, at least for the next few months, will, will still remain at comparable to summer levels before it really drops off the end of this year. Um, you can expect for uh, pending sales to really start to take a hit in the second half of, of this year as opposed to the summer. Um, although we might see a little bit of a bump in October. Um, you can expect days on market until sale to really start to go up. So homes are gonna start sitting on the market a lot longer than they were during the summer months, maybe substantially longer than they were during the summer months. Um, at one point when I did my bold predictions for this year, I predicted that days on market until sale would hit 70. Um, it's not looking super good for, for that prediction at the moment, but hey, you never know, it could happen. Um, if If it happens though, That'll be a real a real shock for sellers. Um, so I I don't think at the moment that that's uh, that that's in the cards. Uh, but we'll have to see. And then the median sales price we typically see at by the end of the year a, a slight decrease versus what we saw in uh, in September October of that year. Um, does that mean that that there's all sorts of bargains everywhere? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's like all of a sudden gonna be all sorts of bargains in September, October. I'm just saying that there is a slight change. It's a little bit more relaxed if you're a buyer. It's a little bit slower if you're a seller. Everything just takes a little bit longer and this has a ripple effect in terms of all of these different things. Um, So I hope that makes sense. If you guys have any questions about any of this, please let me know. My contact information is in the show notes. If you love this show, Selling Greenville, please let me know. Uh, and really the best way to let me know, besides uh, my contact information in the show notes, uh, you can go ahead and like, rate, review, subscribe, comment, all of those things on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on whatever app that you're using. And I would appreciate if you guys could do that and to support the show, get this show out to as many people as possible. Uh But that's all that we have for today's episode. I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you stay safe. We will talk again next time.